What's up, guys? It's Lex. I'm Courtney. And you are listening to The Pleasure's All Yours. We are here, of course, again this week. If you've never listened to us before, we are here to encourage sexual liberation in the black and queer communities. Uh, we really just wanted to make a space for everyone to talk and learn and have fun, kiki a little bit, and really just emphasize that the pleasure is... It's all yours, baby. It's all yours. Wow. What the fuck is up, Court? Hey, week two, Pride, week June. Week two, Pride, yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Um, well, for those of you who don't know, we start each episode with a fun fact and also our pleasure moment of the past week. Um, but since we usually record on Sunday and today's Tuesday, I guess we can go between last Sunday and like now. Okay. Um, so what was your pleasure moment for the week, Court? I know Monday started and your brain reset. It I swear to God, it did. You know, you know, I completely forgot about what I even did last week. But, you know, I'm going to say that my pleasure moment was a series of moments. Mm-hmm. On Friday, um, we jumped almost 100 followers on our Instagram. We did. And then Lex and I went out per Lex. Uh, yeah. She was daddy for yeah. the weekend. And we went out to Applebee's, and yeah. we drank a lot of the $6. Um, mar- we tried to get a rum bucket, but them niggas didn't even have it. We literally sat down at the bar and said, do you have the rum bucket? And he said, nah. And that was it. No was questions, it. no follow-ups. That was it. That was Even though it. there was a big sign hanging from the ceiling. That right said behind us. That they had it, but whatever. The $6, tr- uh, I don't know, they weren't margaritas. sips or something like tipsy, that. Tipsy, tipsy, sips. Something like that. But yeah. But Applebee's has $6, and if you go late at night, the appetizers are half off. So we got the mozzarella sticks. Yeah, and we also got a uh, spinach artichoke mm. dip, and they the green tea shots were $3, so we definitely had a few of those. Is Applebee's sponsoring us? They should. I feel like they should. We just gave a whole 30-second commercial, bitch. Yeah, and it got ratchet in there. Why you got security at the Applebee's? Oh, yeah, it really did. It, it was, was like, like a little club a lot of at the end of the- here. Yeah, niggas like, was having a good time at Applebee's. this bitch off. I was like, oh, shit, in the Applebee's? We might yeah. have to go back there, like, make that our little Friday night that's spot. That's literally, like, I'm telling you, that's literally me and Ren's, like, anytime we're like, let's go get drunk and not spend a lot of money, that's usually where we yeah, go. Yeah, because those drinks, I was fucked up. I, I was fucked up. Or okay? couldn't even finish her last one. I couldn't finish my last one. I was falling asleep. Like, it was like... It just hit me in the head. Like, <laughs> Especially once we got in the car. Oh. <laughs> the car ride's always going to do it to yeah. you. But that was my pleasure moment, was being able to like inadvertently celebrate our growth and our yeah. successes. Um, mm. That was my pleasure and moment. And then we watched Hairspray. Then we, we watched, I watched 15 minutes of Hairspray. I didn't even get to the part where she gets to the audition. Oh, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I knew your ass was sleeping. <laughs> No, what I like to do is I like to pop out of the blue. It's mm-hmm. hot in here. I'm, I'm, I turned it down to 70, but That's I'll okay. turn it down again. What I like to do is fall asleep while me and my friends are watching movies. I do this with my roommate all the time. And I like to pop back up, and I like to min- like commentate, commentate on what's happening on so the screen. So you think she's not sleeping. So you think I'm not sl- I'm caught up, bitch. But really, I've just seen this movie 15 times. But also, Court, even when we were watching something we haven't seen before, you do this thing where you do that, but... I just feel like you're not as slick as you think you are because I, y- your breathing gets real slow. And so I literally hear it and I'm like, oh, this bitch then fell asleep. And then you pop up and that's what makes me laugh. That's why usually whenever you pop up, I start giggling <laughs> because I'm like, this bitch been mad sleep. And she just popped out of nowhere. Ah, that's funny. Uh, okay, bitch. <laughs> I love 
love it though. I'm really turning into my mom, and I hate that for me. It's like two drinks, and I'm really I'm satisfied, and I'm a little tipsy. Yeah. Know. So, boom. Lex, what was your pleasure moment? Um, I think my pleasure moment, besides this weekend, was uh, yesterday. I did go and see, um, The Little Mermaid again Aww, with Ren, okay. and so that was fun. And then we just got really high, and we didn't eat lunch at work because we went right after work we didn't eat lunch at work and uh so we got like food food from the movie theater and i had nachos ren had nachos we got like uh onion rings and ices and we just <laughs> put all the food in between us and we were just watching the little mermaid and you know there was literally ren was like sebastian is carrying this movie and not just, sebastian <laughs> and i was like sebastian i would say it was scuttle but okay like <laughs> so did you see it in 3d this time no we saw i saw it regular okay. and did it you was like it better or worse or, I, mean, I really liked it in 3d i'm not gonna lie i liked it in 3d because um there were so many mo- there's so many moments in the movie where you can tell that they made it for 3D. Mm-hmm. And so like I just and maybe it was the shrooms also, but mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I was <laughs> I was watching it and I was like, "Ugh, this scene looks so much better the last time I saw it, you know." And the whole uh, Under the Sea yeah, song the, oh, did so good in 3D. It did. And like watching it flat, I was like, mm, "Lackluster, This bitch. is lackluster. This yeah. is mediocre." But uh Ren was so excited to see that movie and when we left, they were like, "Yeah, yeah, it's ingrained in my brain. I love it. Oh, and I when, love that. When Prince Eric was doing his song, I told right before he started, right before he started, I was like, you know, Courtney said he was really one note, you know, and then like two seconds into the song, Ren was like, yeah, yeah, this is crazy. And then they, they just kept singing until Ren started laughing at the lyrics and laughing at him. And so, of course, I started laughing at him and I was like... Yeah. Why is this white man singing on the screen? This didn't, I don't remember this happening, happening in the animated version. Y'all need to stop adding stuff. Yeah. That's the problem. And every time he like said exactly what happened, like something about seeing him on the shore, that one line that we laughed at also, Ren was like cackling. And then there was these three black teenagers that were sitting behind us. And there were some parts of the movie where they'd be like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, no. Yeah, and they start clapping. And I'm oh, like, no. oh, my God. But then there was this little black girl that was sitting in the front, and when she was singing uh, Under the Sea, she was up dancing, oh, and it was just the well, cutest thing that. ever. So. I, love, I love The Little Mermaid for the little black girls everywhere. Yes. I love seeing the videos. I love seeing them sing Part of Your World. I love seeing the black moms go and get the outfits and yeah. the dress up and do their hair and, like, I fucking love all of that. Yeah. But to be honest, I'm only watching a Disney musical in the future if it's directed by fucking Kenny Ortega, bitch. Okay. Period. I don't, I mean, I know who that name is, but I don't know who that nigga is. You don't know who Kenny Ortega is? The director of The Cheetah Girls? The director okay, yeah. of High School Musical? Okay. The director of Lemonade Mouth? The okay. director of any, uh, da, 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 Yeah. Disney okay. Channel original DCOM musical vibe? Kenny Ortega did that shit. And you know what he also did? Choreographed that shit. Okay, you know what it. he also did? What? Produced it? I think he wrote, like, a rope, wrote some of it. Okay. Um, Alan, what's his name? Alan, Alan Rickman. No, Alan. <laughs> Who the fuck is that? <laughs> Professor Snape. R.I.P. Okay. R.I.P. <laughs> to Alan Rickman and R.I.P. to Snape. Okay. Um, it's, it's the guy who usually makes the songs, not... He did all the songs for uh, Little Mermaid. He's like a... Oh, yeah. I, I don't know the name, but yes, I yeah. know who you're referring to. The songs were great. He's mid. I enjoyed the songs a lot. 
very feel good kind of things. I like part of your world. Yeah, I like. You under didn't the like sea. under the sea. I like under the okay. sea. I like you. I like the one where she was like, for the touch, for the first. Oh, that one was good. That, that one was, was pretty good. One. Yeah, yeah that I like that one. Yeah, that one was good. Hallie yeah. is in general. She's amazing. Yeah, so. she is. Um. I prefer like the music styles of like from like Hercules, yeah, Ooh, like vibe, yeah. you know, like no chance, no way, I won't. Where say it sounds like they no, put it on the radio no. or something. Yes, okay, that yeah, was yeah. some jazzy shit in okay, Hercules. Yeah. Okay, that's what they need to do a remake of because you know how, me- how hot Meg would be. Ariana Grande obviously has to play Meg. Really? Obviously. Really? Yeah. Have you not seen Ariana Grande do the cosplay and sing the songs? No. It's perfect. It's a high ponytail and a tiny bitch. Yeah. With a light voice. Come on. With a little attitude. Yeah. I'm going to have to look that up. I've never seen her cosplay. Yeah, she did a a whole video of it where she sang it. I think, I don't think she did it on, I I don't know if they did it on Broadway, but I do remember her doing the the Megan cosplay and I was like, oh my God, this is fab. She's such a theater gal and I love that for her. She's just been posting like her and Liz Gillies doing the thing. Bitch, how did we get on this topic? Oh, we were talking about Little Mermaid. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, that was um, that was my pleasure moment. Um, so today we are going to be talking about coming out and also sharing coming out stories. Um, so the episode might be a tad longer than it usually is, but I'm going to try to keep it wrapped up real nice. Um, either way, I do have a fun fact for us. Yeah, yeah, I got it together. Okay, bitch, let's go. Okay, and um, you know, we love our animal facts in this house. So it's another. Um, our fun fact is there was a report that sheeps found uh, on sheeps that found 8% of rams exhibited homosexual preferences. Hell yeah. And uh, that is even when given a choice. Hell they yeah. They choose male over female partners. So the rams and the sheeps are gay. Yeah. That's fucking dope. Just like those other ones were lesbians. Last week or the week before, we did a fun fact, and it was like, "Oh shit, these bitches are gay." Oh my god, I don't even remember the animal, and that yeah. sucks. But yes, that's dope because I feel like eight percent—that's bigger than like humans. Yeah, like I think humans have like three percent of mm-hmm. them identify as LGBTQ, mm-hmm. but eight percent of the rams, y'all niggas, gay as. Fuck. Y'all niggas gay. Y'all see some some hard ass horns, and y'all is like, okay. now I'm thinking the team, the Rams, gay pride. Should we tag them in this? <laughs> Don't know. Rams, are you guys gay? <laughs> we'll be banned from the stadium, banned from the state, banned from it all. Somebody's gonna find where we live, I would assume, because you know them fans are. Worse is sports fans are just as bad as barbs. Well, opinion. let me give you a hint. We are located in the middle of the United States in a state called Wisconsin. And go from there. Do, if you can find our city from that information, bah. <laughs> do it. <laughs> okay, so um, before we talk uh, Courtney and I's uh, coming out story, I did want to talk about where the concept of coming out came from. Um, and it was a term that was adapted in the 30s um, that was derived from debutantes where they were young women coming out into high society. Mm-hmm. They'd have this whole ball. That's where balls come from. Mm-hmm. They have this whole ball and this whole party just to celebrate all these women coming of age, um, joining high society, everything like that. Um, and since in the 1930s and 50s, it was especially dangerous to be even suspected of being queer. Um 
people sort of stopped talking about coming out um, in forms of being like, oh yeah, I like this person. That's where the terms like, oh, I'm a part of the church or um, I'm a part of the family or yeah, she's like me. Mm -hmm. That's where those terms came from. Um, It was a very discreet way of identifying each other without Mm -hmm. actually identifying each other. Mm -hmm. So if somebody was like, oh, she said she was in the family. Okay, what family? The church family? Like the family, bitch. The family. You either know or you don't. It's the gay one. If you know, you know. Yeah. But now we just be like, I'm gay. So sometimes. Sometimes, yeah. I per- personally, um, I personally feel like coming out is dumb, and I feel like it would be great if, as a society, we could move past the idea of coming out because I still feel like it plays into a lot of heteronormative things. Like, and it just also shows how much heterosexuality is pushed on everything within the world because like you're the one who assumed that I liked the opposite sex. You're the one who is assuming that I'm going to go and have like you're, you're making the assumption here. You don't know me. You don't know what I like. You don't know the people I know or anything like that. So I just feel like it's really dumb. Um, and I feel like that's one reason why my coming out story is how it is <laughs> because I always from like when I was a teenager I was like I think it's just so fucking dumb you're the one who assumed yeah you're the one who assumed I'm just being myself and you assumed that I was someone other than myself and that has nothing to do with me so sit on it hmm. but anyway um do you want to go first sure I want to respond to you though because mm-hmm. like I feel I don't feel like it's like I don't feel like you have to come out. Like, mm-hmm. if you're gay and you don't want to come out ever, or if you, like, I don't know. I just, I feel like, I feel like the opposite of you, but I, I really understand your point. Like, you're like, I don't have to come out. I don't owe y'all niggas shit. That, Like, but I also feel like that's a way, I don't know. It's more like for yourself. Like, I feel like coming out is for me. I feel like I came out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... I encourage people to do that for themselves because it's kind of like liberating yourself. It's like for at least me who didn't, wasn't born thinking that she was gay or even like going through high school, I knew I liked girls. And like, if you ask my friends from high school or my roommate, like they'd be like, yeah, bitch, you said you, you, you've always liked girls. You said you like girls. Mm -hmm. But when I finally came out last year, that was when I truly felt like this is this is part of my identity and this is who I am and I'm like proud of it and so I don't know I wouldn't take away that experience for me but everybody's everybody's fucking different you know um so for my experience let's see where I should start um yeah I said it last week I've known I've been ish gay like gay ish like I've liked like I liked the bitches I like I like the hoes (laughs) (laughs) um yeah, I came out last year to my parents and my some of my family members. Some of my family members probably still don't know. I assume that because this podcast has been out for almost a year, that it's like kind of just something that has like is just known but not talked about. Yeah. Um, but as far as my intermediate family, um, it was kind of a journey because, like, I've always dated men, as I said last um, last week on the pod. I've always dated men, and my parents have always known my boyfriends, and um, I've brought them around my family. I brought them around my grandmother, my aunts, my cousins. So to them, I was just this way. Um, 
And when you said you wanted to start the podcast, like, I don't even remember when you said that, like probably like January to March or something. I just remember you being like, I have to come out to my yeah. mom now. Yeah, I exactly. So like, I was like, shit, this is something I'm going to be putting off, putting out into the universe. So I really have to come out to my parents before this comes out. Mm. And like, as we started preparing for the podcast, like I was, let's just say it started in March. Um, up until we released in July, I was just like, like anticipating every week I would be like, okay, I'm going to come out to them. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. We're going to this thing. So I'm going to do it. And it just, I don't know why I felt like I could. It was all, Oh, it was a bunch of different factors. Me and my parents, it's just me and them. Like I'm an only child. I'm all they, I'm all they got quote unquote, you know? (laughs) And so they have a lot of energy that they tend to put into me. And that's a blessing and a curse because Last year, I felt like I wasn't living up to their standards, and they felt like I wasn't living up to their standards, and they were expecting all these things of me and expecting me to make all these decisions. And so while that was happening, our relationship was just kind of awkward sometimes because I really felt like, damn, are they proud of me? Like, damn, like, are, can they go to their, their my friends' parents, all my friends from high school, their parents are really good friends. So I, was, I just started thinking, like, what are they going to be able to bring to their friends about, like, who I am and how I'm making them proud. And so I just got awkward and I got like inside myself because I wasn't confident in what I was doing. I wasn't confident in the road I was taking. I wasn't confident in, you know, like what I was capable of. So I just didn't want to put another thing to like disappoint them on, onto like our relationship that was already very brittle. Um, and then June came around being pride month and I was like, Oh, perfect timing yes but no because <laughs> because then I was like oh no my dad's birthday is the first week of June and we had this huge party like it was a beautiful party like hun- like a hundred people like yeah. traveling from all over the, the country came and like celebrated my dad so like I can't tell them this week because then they'll be feeling some type of way and then they might tell all my family members or like my, my aunts and my uncles and shit that's not what you're and that, that's not what I'm ready for mm-hmm. and then the next week was Father's Day and I was like this is about you this isn't about me Okay. And then it just like slowly, like these excuses just kept piling up. And Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden July 28th happened Mm -hmm. and the fucking podcast was out. And your parents were like, I want to support you. Right. The podcast came out July 28th. My parents listened to the podcast and heard me say I was gay. Actually, no, that's not even what happened. My cousin listened to the podcast, and then my like my cousin said it was a great podcast, just in passing to my aunt. And my aunt listened to the podcast, mm-hmm. and she found out. And then she asked my mom. She was like, "So is Courtney gay?" And like, "Did you know that?" And that was what like really set my mom off because she still hasn't. Actually, she has like when I talked to her about it, she hadn't listened to the podcast. So like she was like, "I was going to listen, but I wanted to give you your space because I know what you the the nature of what you're talking about, and I just didn't know how you would feel about it." But then I have other people coming to me and asking me, "Are you gay?" Asking me, and I don't even know what to say. I didn't know this about you. Why does the whole world get to know these things about you before I get to know? And it just turned into like this whole issue of me being like private and like me not sharing myself and like feeling like I lied to them for X amount of years and all this bullshit. And it just kind of spiraled out of control. And like for a few months, that was all my mom would talk to me about is just like how I like robbed her of a moment, robbed the family of a moment that could have been a good moment. It could have still been a good moment. And that's what I tried to tell her plenty of times. I was like, first of all, 
and I'm telling this to the audience as well, you shouldn't come out for somebody else. Yeah. Like I didn't come <clears throat> out. I, I did come out, I guess, to make sure that my parents knew because I knew it was going to be out there. Yeah. I knew it was going to be out there and I should have come out before I should have. That is the only regret I have is that I didn't tell them myself. I feel that, like also, also a good question for them to ask themselves is why, why would, why would she feel like she couldn't tell us? I feel like that should have been more so of the question than you robbed me of the life I brought for you and all this other stuff. That's like extremely selfish, like extremely selfish as fuck. And like, you know, I love, I love your parents and I love that they love you and support you and everything, but that's like really selfish. Like you robbed me, you robbed the family. Like, first of all, how is me coming out now about you and the family? That makes no fucking sense. That's exactly how it felt. That's exactly how it felt for like the rest of the year. It was just like, why is this about you? Why is this about you? You still, it doesn't affect you in any way. Honestly, I think that's the other thing I was like, well, mom, I've always dated men and I did. I never said I was going to bring home a woman. I never had a woman that I thought, Ooh, let me bring this person home, like, and introduce them this way. And so I just felt like I wasn't, I didn't need to, because I also know my parents and they have, they tend to have questions and they're never the right questions. They're always, always like very accusatory or like, like, you know, like that, like, com- like weirdly confused voice that people do. They're and they, like, do, so, and they put like, their head to the side. Like, so, so, um, yeah, they put their head to the so, side and they're like, mm. so you're telling me this, can you explain that to me? So how did this come about? It sort of sounds condescending. Condescending. That's the word yeah. I'm looking for. Thank you. Condescending. Yeah. And that's kind of like, that's how it's been. Even, I think I had a conversation with them, what, a month ago I told you about that conversation? Yeah. It was so intense. And like, I'm not even about to like go into detail about it, but I was like, damn. And I told them, I was like, this is really, I think the reason why I didn't come out because y'all are asking these questions and you expect me to have the answer. Cause they kept asking me like, why? That was one thing. They're like, why and how, why and how? Look at a pair of titties and then get you back to me. You tell me, nigga, this shit is genetic. <laughs> and my cousin is gay as fuck. And luckily for me, she came out maybe like six years ago before me when she was my age, when she was actually exactly my age, she came out. And so my family had already experienced a coming out scenario. And I, my cousin is my, one of my best friends. So she coached me through it and I had somebody I could lean on and who understood. And she would give me the rundown. She would be like, okay, well, you know, your mom reacted like this when I told her and your dad reacted like this. And this is what he said. And they basically kind of regurgitated that information, but harsher because I'm their daughter, you know, and they, they see this life for me. But ultimately after the conversation I had with them a few months ago, they know now that I'm very, like, I am just as likely to bring home another man as I am another woman or non-binary person. Mm-hmm. And hopefully they've wrapped their minds around it. They're definitely um, more open and more, like, interested in the podcast as a business model. Yeah. You know, because they're big on that. I doubt that they, I always doubted that your parents would actually sit through a whole episode because of how we talk. Yeah, no. And especially your mom. No. <laughs> oh my God. It didn't like, seem like something she would listen to fully, but I always, I always knew that either way she was like, it's great. I remember when she was like, it's great that you have something that's consistent and brings you passion or something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I was like, they could probably support it in that way. But as far as the content, Probably not. Yeah, no, not the content. But yeah. when I showed my, my parents the pitch deck or whatever last weekend, and my mom was like, oh, I didn't know you guys had all this going on. Oh, 
okay, you have the, oh, that's very interesting. Like, it's always the business side of things. It's never yeah. the content, which is fine because yeah. it's not really for her. She's the kind of person that would be like, you said, you said coochie on the mic? Um, what, did, what do you think your grandmother's going to say about what this? What do you think of your possible future embryos yeah. will think about what you, this? What about, what about your job? And I said, honestly, mom, if they can find me, if they find me and they have the, the balls to come and talk to me about it. Bitch, I'll walk out for you. I'll walk for out you. for you. I will you know what that means? my you know, you, and leave. You know what that means? It means we've broken the barrier. Because yeah. they are so far away from our target audience that if we've broken the barrier for them to see that it, That means somebody went real. looking. This is real. And yeah. that we are, we're doing the right thing and we're getting yeah. eyes on us. So I will happily walk out after that. Yeah. But ultimately, so I can cut this short because I know I want to hear your coming out story too. Mm-hmm. Um, don't come out for somebody else. Come out for yourself. Even if, those people are confused or have a lot of questions. You don't have to answer those questions. I would just send a Google link. I would just be like, Hey, I would literally send some self help YouTube videos. And that's what I should have done instead of sitting there trying to argue with my dad about like, because shit then, like that because, because then it's also putting you in a position to also feel judged by them because of the type of questions that they're asking also because they know they couldn't go up to a, a other a different gay person and be like so <laughs> what about those dicks they're not going to they're not going to be able to ask that but they could ask you because you're yeah, their kid exactly. but it's like also babes there's so many tiktoks and youtubes for parents with queer children and self-help books also truly so. truly and i like having dinner conversations with my fucking parents okay but there's a difference between like genuine questions and like um and curiosity genuine curiosity or trying to understand not even trying to understand trying to be educated on mm-hmm. something that they don't know anything about yeah and being condescending and questioning my my choices and like so. the sureness of your own self and choices yes. all in all me and my parents are in a much better place in general than i say we were last year partly i think due to the fact that i came out because now i just don't give a fuck i don't give a fuck anymore <laughs> i don't like i just be looking at them like this when they talk to me like okay girl you look a mess <laughs> 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 Why are you yelling, honey? Because I can. That's my. That is exactly my mom. Because girl, I can. Girl, you look a mess. <laughs> but yeah, so that's wow. my coming out story. I hope it inspired some of you guys to come out for yourself. Yeah, I'm glad that it at least turned around to something positive, and I'm sure, like, as time goes on, it'll probably be like the same. Especially because so many of your cousins are also yeah, queer so, so it's like it's like one of you niggas in this family is lying because we had to get it from somebody bro one and i, I, and already, I, know, you know I already know who it is they're is over there they're not okay. <laughs> i just think it would be hell funny nah. if it was hell no nah. <laughs> hell no nah. this went this my grandmother went out and marched on the street for abortion rights and then in the same the same weekend i told her i was going back home early to go to a drag show and she was like oh no you shouldn't be going out there Mm-mm. Mm-mm. that's not that's not appropriate that's not that's not godly oh yeah like, so speaking of that's she don't know i'm gay she don't know i'm gay if my grandmama asks i'm bringing home a nigga she don't gotta know you gotta put, put uh, draw one of those sharpie beards something because like <laughs> i love my grandma to death and i'm really it's to me it's not worth it for me to it's come out her. to her yeah. and have the relationship be different for the last 20 years of her life or f- however many 20 plus years of her life 
I don't want it. And my mom keeps pressuring me. She's like, you've got to tell her. Because are you really, this is how she said, are you really bringing true to yourself if you don't tell your grandmother? You're, you're over here saying that you're, all, that you're not lying and that you're open. But do you want to tell your grandmother? And she knows why I don't want to tell my grandmother. So why are you acting like that, girl? All, why are you being, why are you trying to stir the pot right why now? Why are you trying to stir the pot right now? Why do you want me to have a bad relationship like with my grandma? Because she don't like you. You don't, you don't want you don't want. <laughs> I really hope she does not choose to watch this episode because I really love my mom so much. I mean, she's really funny, but she, she can just be like a lot sometimes. But Cody I still said, love you my mom. Worried about me? You need to be worried about you. <laughs> <laughs> this seems like you're projecting. <laughs> Whatever. Lex, tell me about your coming out story. Um. So I guess I have like, I guess I sort of have like two different versions of my coming out story. Like I feel like I have always known that I really liked girls and I like being around them and everything like that. Um, and middle school, maybe like seventh grade is when I, like I had these two best friends, Marilyn and Rosa. And we were like, I remember like crying for days because I was like in love with this girl. And I was like, I want to tell my friends so I can talk to my friends about this person. And I was just like freaking the fuck out. And uh, I just remember bringing them into the bathroom um, during lunch into the big stall. And I was like, crying and they were like are you okay and I was like I just don't want you guys to hate me and blah 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 and then I was like I just really like this girl and like my friends were like that's it and I was like how old yeah. are you I was literally in seventh grade seventh I don't remember grade, okay. however 13, long 14 yeah. yeah so I was telling them that and they were like okay and then like Rosa who was like well, I guess we were all three of us were really close, but I was spending a lot of time with Rosa because I also thought she was super cute. But um, she was like, this just makes me love you more. Like, I love that you're different. And I was like, ah! it was great. Um, but when it comes to my family, it wasn't really that way. Um, so like you, I have a cousin that came out before I did, but she came out, like I came out to her and then she came out to me and then she ended up just coming out to the family before I did, um, and we were like super, super close, and like her coming out to her mom like had me questioning whether I, I should come out to my own, but then my mom, um, my mom did this whole thing where she, like she wouldn't let me hang out with her anymore, um, she basically wouldn't talk to my aunt anymore or anything like that, like we were literally forbidden from seeing each other, like my mom took my phone, she took, any electronic item I had that I could get in contact with my cousin, she took it from me. Took it. Because she was like, I don't want you being influenced. Because that was my best friend. Mm -hmm. And we spent, like, every day together from the time we were, like, two. Like, there are pictures of us, me sitting on the toilet and her holding my hand. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. that was my bestie. So, like, she did this whole thing. And so, since my mom reacted in such anger and she would go on these homophobic rants for, like, an hour like unprovoked wow. also like it really pushed me not to say anything to her and then at some point I think probably when I got to high school and I really started like messing around with girls and I started like really exploring them in a more mature way that was when I was like okay well if everybody else's parents can be normal about them coming out and my mom can't be normal about me coming out 
why do I even have to say anything to her? Because obviously it's not going to go well, one. And two, it's not even like she'll actually acknowledge it as like a real feeling. Like she would say my cousin was confused all the time. And she would like, it's just a phase and like all this other shit. So, you know, and you know my mom is awful. She is crazy. She is a mess. So, a child. Yeah, so it was like a lot to deal with. And then there was just one day where I came out to a teacher and she was like, okay. And then that's when I was like, she was like, and even my teacher was like, I mean, as long as you're being a good person, I don't really see why, like, anybody has, like, why you have to even go through all of this. Because I was crying. And mm-hmm. she was like, you're a good person. You're a good student. All this, you're respectful. All of that shit. So when she said that, it also got my brain thinking, like, yeah, like, everyone else is the one who is assuming that I'm going to be with a man you're assuming that I'm going to have children. You're assuming that I want to get married to a man. Like you're the one making an ass out of yourself, babes, by thinking that that is what I want because that is what's normal, Mm -hmm. quote unquote. So once I got that thought in my head, bitch, I, I was like, if they find out, they find out. And that's just that because I just didn't see the big deal in it. And I was still the same person before and after. So it didn't really matter. But, um, I was dating this woman, and Courtney likes to remind me. It was a white woman. She'll be like, it, randomly, she'll be like, "Remember when you used to date a white woman?" Or if she's saying like, if she like mentioned something that one of her exes did, I'm like, "Oh, is this the white woman?" <laughs> and I'm like, "No, bitch." Oh, <laughs> surprising. <laughs> um, but yeah, I started dating her my like at the end of my senior year, and I had already been moved out of my mom's place and everything like that. Me and my mom ended our relationship when I was in high school very awfully. And I don't want to say we, because it wasn't me. Because um, you're the child, so yeah, it couldn't I'm have kid. been you. So I'm, yeah. I'm a kid. And so the way it ended anyway just wasn't good. And um, I just remember like dating her for a while. And mind you, while I was dating her, I was also like living with one of my friends because I, was, I had moved out of my mom's house at this point. And how many times my mom would call me and like yell at me, scream at me, call me all these awful names. Like, why would you say this to your kid? She'd say all these things. So it really just made me recede even further from even saying anything to her. So when I was dating this woman, I was living by myself at this point. Um, I, uh, I I think we like we had just been dating for a while, and then we decided to get engaged. And it was like the fucking most like why like it was the most like insincere and unromantic thing ever Mm -hmm. that happened to me Mm -hmm. like oh maybe we should get married and then I was like yeah maybe we should like she didn't propose to you no she didn't she proposed the idea to me (laughs) and then I was like oh yeah that would be cool and then she just started showing me rings she started showing me the ring she was looking at and then she ordered it and then just told me your rings in the mail yeah it was awful but we got engaged and then a little while after me and my mom reconnected very briefly, one of the like three times and one of the last times, but we reconnected very briefly and she was asking me what I was, what was going on in my life and everything like that. And I actually didn't tell her I was dating a woman. I, she invited me to a Christmas dinner at my dad's mom's house. And so I went and I brought my fiance with me. Your white fiance. Yeah. And they were like, Oh, who's this? And I was like, Oh, this is my fiance. And everybody's like, When did this happen? Mind you, my aunt 
my one of my eldest aunts, um, she is also gay. Yeah. My that's my grandma's daughter. Yeah. My my other aunt who just came out as trans yeah. was also identifying as a gay man at this point. Yeah. So it's like you have queer children and it was just crazy because like everything was going fine. And I thought I thought everything was going fine. And then I have this aunt who ironically lives near us. And I have not seen her since I was in middle school. Um, I idolized her. She like she was a professor. She had a family. She had a home. She had all of her shit together. And she would call me sometimes and we'd talk. And I feel like this was probably the most devastating part of me coming out. Because everyone else I could deal with. Like, mm -hmm. that's fine. I don't like you niggas anyway. Right, right, right. But my auntie, I like even though I didn't really see her that often, she would call me and we would talk. And she'd give me advice. And she'd ask me about things in my life and things like that. So I really valued her opinion and I'm guessing in between of when I got there and when she got there, someone probably messaged her and was like, hey, Alexis has her, has her fiance here and it's a white woman. That's most likely how it went. And then I noticed the way she was treating my aunt who was a stud and like, she would just make these comments like, go put a fucking dress on. Like, that's not cute. Like, how long are you gonna keep this up? Like shit like that, you know? And then she, when she came in, and I went to hug her. I literally was so excited to see her, you know, like a, yeah. literally arms out to hug her. Yeah. When I tell you she walked around me and walked right past me, like I wasn't even there. Mind you, I walk in rooms and they'll be like, oh my God, is that Shantae? And I'm like, look at me again. Look at me again. Who am I? Who am I? To the point where they're confusing us as the same person. And that I feel like that was one reason why we were so close. But like having that happen really solidified that the whole coming out shit is bullshit. Like you, you're making yourself upset and you're ruining a relationship for something that has nothing to, to do, do with, with you. you. Yeah. It has nothing to do with the person who I am, the person I am, who I was before, who I am now. What all it is, is like, you're just finding out something new about me. Mm -hmm. Like, just like if you found out, Oh shit, her favorite color was pink. And I, this whole time I thought it was blue. Like, it's literally just finding out a different characteristic about me and that completely changed how you treat me and how, like, just the way my family treated me during that time really, really solidified the whole, like, not even, like, coming out as dumb, but I just feel like it's slightly overrated just because, like, again, you're the one who is making the assumption that I'm going to be living in the shadow that you are casting for me and I'm not gonna do that. And now you're upset with me because I'm not doing that. <clears throat> and it just didn't make any sense to me. So first coming out story, very positive because my friends were great and you know, there's that. But like with on my family side, it was awful. I'd come out to anybody and they'd be like, dope. Like, one, like literally, I, I love that you're just so open about it. Like, And, like, you know, it makes sense because as no matter who your family is, you know, they f it feels different, you know, when it's your family versus, like, the person you work with. They don't have any, they don't have any investment in your life, right? Yeah. So they're, it's like, cool, whatever. Even your friends, they don't have investment in your life like mm -hmm. that, especially when you're younger. So it's not like that. But, like, your family, it, make, it makes sense as... To why they might have to like be like, oh, this is different. Yeah. Okay, this is different. Now I know this new thing about you, but it shouldn't have to result in you treating them differently. How did they treat your two gay aunts? I mean, because they were, I guess because my aunts were my grandma's children. Like, they, I personally don't like. They'd give them shit, but they wouldn't. 
I just didn't feel like they got it the way I did, which really, really sucks because I'm the first grandchild. I'm the oldest mm-hmm, grandchild. Mm-hmm. I'm literally, when I tell you all of my siblings and cousins, most, yeah, they all still live in my hometown, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. all still doing the same shit. You're the definition of the, the traveling, cool, gay auntie. Like yeah. that is you. So it just like was really unfortunate to me. And then I think one thing that bugged me the most also about my dad's side of the family, especially because like my grandma on my mom's side, she was like, she would just call my girlfriends, my friends. Like she didn't really like give too much pushback over it. She would make a face and change her tone. So you could tell she was kind of judging you, but she would not make a scene about it like and that's what i appreciated she made a scene for my cousin and i think that me coming out after her was probably why Helpful. it was like less of a blow but like yeah just it was just crazy because my dad's side of the family is was not in my life anyway like i would drive by their house and you'd see like my siblings playing with my cousins in the front yard mind you i live walking distance an eight minute walk from my grandma and you no one would even think to invite us and as an adult like addressing that well your mom didn't want you hanging out with us blah 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 all this other stuff and now like as an adult hearing them talk to my trans aunt and like me talking to her and her just being like the things that my grandma says to her and even the things that my grandma says to her in regards to me and I love how she defends me one and two it's like this is your viewpoint on your own kid. Like your kid is literally telling you, hey, like they took forever to even tell you. They started growing little titties before they even told you that they were doing any like gender affirming care Mm -hmm. or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So there's really nothing you could do, but like it's just the whole opinion and the the shutdown of like how you live your life. And as far as I know, my grandma used to be a queer prostitute. So bitch. Wow, what a story. What a story. A queer prostitute yeah. in the 1980s, I'm guessing, I'm 70s guessing. and 80s. Like, damn. Like she's queer, but she was also out here popping cooch. Popping that cooch. Yeah. So. Oh, your grandmother's confirmed queer? Um, She said, and I quote, that was the devil's side of my life. Girl, you still gay as Meanwhile, girl. when was the last time you got married or even went on a date with a man? Explain. But I bet you she got a little best friend she goes and plays uh, bingo and spades with. <laughs> I honestly have no idea, but my dad's side of the family also had their own church. They were very heavy Baptist. My whole family, like when you went to the church, the whole congregation was like my dad's side of the family and really close family friends. Um, and yeah, I mean, I've everybody's blocked. <laughs> everybody's unfriended and blocked on that side of my family and mostly on my mom's side of the family too, just because I don't, I don't like, I don't like the whole conditional love i don't like it yeah that's yeah. especially because i love i feel like i love pretty unconditionally so that is like really irritating to have someone be like i love you but i don't love this thing about you i don't like it so yeah obviously always come out when you're ready and if you feel safe to but also like the heteronormativity is so ingrained in our brains that being straight is quote unquote normal and that has nothing to do with you so if you want to go and date women and then just randomly bring some woman home and be like oh this is my girlfriend okay you do that boo you do that just make sure your partner is aware oh shit don't do that with i would not bring them into that situation yeah don't do that but um i did tell my partner at the time that that nobody knew so okay 
But wow. her family was racist to me. So I guess, like, really? How bad could it have been for her? It's interesting that, and in, in when, when you guys get to hear these coming out stories in just a few seconds or minutes, whatever, um, everybody has, like, very similar parts of their story. Like, there's yeah. a lot of, like, like standard pillars, yeah. you know? But then there's all these nuances that change your experience and change how you think about coming out and change how you want to move as a gay person through yeah. the world. And that's, it's really interesting. It's upsetting to hear, you know, a lot of the things because I, I feel like I have at least, I at least know that my parents don't love me any less for mm. that, for coming out. And I know that my grandmother probably wouldn't love me any less. She probably just wouldn't know how to call, like how to talk to me. Yeah. And that's what I don't want. But I don't, I've never experienced that. And I'm sure that was hard, especially being younger, yeah. you know, being a teenager. And not really at, getting it at yeah. that point. Like yeah. literally just being like like literally just questioning whether or not your family actually has loved you this whole time or if they just love the idea that they made of you because you're here. Like right. that is like what really was fucking with me. And I mean, even now my, my relationship with my family is basically non-existent. Not that that's how I want it to be, but it's just because I feel like all the things that have happened and all the things that have been pushed upon me deserve an apology mm -hmm. and um it's not my job to teach you how to apologize i'm already the eldest so i already feel like i've been taking care of your fucking kids my whole life i'm not about to take care of you also i get i i admire the people who want to gentle parent their parents but babe i'm not doing that shit and i get everybody had they work with what they have at the time but it's not hard to be a decent human being and it's not hard to be nice. It's not hard to be accepting, even if you don't agree. Like, and an apology is basically, even, whether you agree that my feelings are hurt or not, an apology is a, an acknowledgement that I, my feelings it's are hurt start. and that you hurt my feelings. And like saying something like, well, I'm sorry you felt like I did blah, blah, blah. That's not an apology. And I'm gonna tell you right then, it's not an apology. And I'm going to ask you to start again. Well, I don't know what you want from me. I don't know what you to say. I don't know what you want me to say. Nobody has ever made your asses apologize for real. And it shows. And I'm just not going to be the bitch that's going to settle for your half-ass shit because you want me in your life. Babe, I'm flourishing without you either way. So. That's facts, bitch. That's facts. Yeah. But, you know, family is everything for some people. It is. Yeah. It is nothing to me. So. You just make your own family, as a lot of queer people have to, yeah. you know, as a means of survival. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, with that, we have some more coming out stories from three of our uh, listeners, and we're really excited to share them with you. I mm -hmm. will give, like, a little preference that I was on the call. Yeah. But you cannot hear me or see me. Because we <laughs> accidentally put them in producer mode. Yeah, I was in producer mode, y'all. Um, we're, you know... First time for everything. Yeah, this was also our first time doing a group call yeah. on the the website that we use. And hopefully it won't be our last. Yeah. Um, we really loved talking to these people. Mm -hmm. Like, we loved it. It was such a, like, such a open, and flowing like conversation. It was also such a personal thing yeah. to do with people that... You don't know. That, and that consistently listen to the podcast anyway. And they're like, oh my God, love the questions you ask, love all this stuff that you do and everything like that. So it's also just like genuine energy coming to support like what we're doing. But also, you know, talk about whatever it is that they want. 
So, I mean, if you want to be a guest, it is a lot more possible now since we have figured out our software. Um, no fancy equipment needed. You just either need a phone or a laptop. And a quiet place. And a quiet place. That's literally all you need. Um, you can definitely check on our Instagram for more infos on guests. We're always looking for um, queer people, trans people, mothers, uh, sex workers, like literally anything, teachers, literally anything we can... Bitch, we can talk about anything that with whatever profession that you do and still somehow tie it to a pleasure principle. So absolutely would always love to hear from everyone. Okay, well, here we go, y'all. Here is the three beautiful people that decided to share their coming out stories. Yeah. Um, today we're here with a few guests uh, who also have um, agreed to share their coming out stories with us, um, which is great because, you know, I want to know how you bitches came out as gay, too. Like, I'm nosy. I want to know. So uh, we have three friends here. And, yeah, does anybody want to go first in sharing? I can go first. I don't really mind. Go ahead. Okay. So my coming out story was a little bit like a drug-on process just because I think just by profiling who I was dating at the time, they could probably put pieces together, you know, of maybe, you know, whatever. And my dad was born in Iowa, so he's, like, very... They were gay-friendly for a very long time before the rest of the U.S., so they're, you know, he's very, like, accepting and stuff, so... My dad was a lot more open and just kind of whatever about it, but eventually, whenever I got a little bit older and I wanted to tell my mom about it, she was like... I think I just told her that I liked girls, and she was like... Okay, but then she kind of started being a little bit, I would say, just, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just projecting her, her motherhood vision of my life, which I can't be mad at, you know what I mean? Because at first I was, but then getting older and being like, I can't blame her for visioning me with a husband and a white picket fence and kids, you know what I mean? And so, like, it hurt me less as I got older, but it was very much like, she was like, yeah, you're going to end up with a man still. And I was like, okay, you know, whatever. And then she very loudly yelled across the house to my brother and was like, Clay, do you know your sister's gay? And I wasn't like ready to, you know, it was like a one at a time type of thing. I wanted to, I, I, that was my moment. You know what I mean? And she kind of just like blurted it. And he was like, yeah, I know. And then that was kind of it with my mom. And then if I eventually told my dad, he was like, I know. And I was like, okay. And we were in a Jimmy John's and he was like, come here, Leslie. And I gave him a big hug and then. That was it. And ever since then, my dad has been, like, the coolest about it. Like, he'd buy me, like, he bought me a mug that says, like, Daddy's Little Bull Dyke. He bought me <laughs> an apron that said, what does it say, like, throw me with the tequila and the lesbians or something like that. Like, he just, like, he just, like anything that's, like, gay-friendly, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm gonna get it for her. So, he was very accepting, but I think even now, my family, they're very, it's very backhanded. Like, if I date a girl... Nothing really gets said about it, but never I date a man, they're like, oh, I'm so happy for your lifestyle change. And I'm like, what? it's not a change, baby. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know, these are like my grandparents or something where they're like, oh, I'm so happy for your lifestyle change. I'm like, okay, thank you. You know, but that doesn't change. So I'm pansexual. And even in finding that, you know, with the gay community, a lot of lesbians, they don't like bisexual women. Like, you know, we get like shunned. And so... Whenever I was growing up with not knowing exactly, you know, I feel like I need to pick a side 
you know, and I just couldn't because I was attracted to both. It was really hard. And I remember dating women and then being like, oh, you date guys, you're, le- you're a bisexual and then I can't date you. And I'd be like, then I'm a lesbian baby. Like I'm whatever you want me to be. You know what I mean? Like I, I will, I will shun men very quickly, you know? And so it was really kind of like me just like trading my beliefs or like whatever, just to kind of be like, to make someone else happy. And as I've gotten older, I think like a a title on it, you know, an identification has become less important to me because with being pansexual, my, I, what, what to me pansexual is, is I don't care who you are, what you identify as, those nuances don't matter to me. It's, it's you in a relationship. It's how you're going to love me and, you know, help me reach my goals and vice versa. That matters to me. It, you know, those other things, I, I love to know about that. I'm so interested in that and who you are, but uh, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, that's not going to stop me from opening my heart to you. So I identify as pansexual, but if it's explaining to somebody, I'm just bi. You know, I don't I don't want to have to be the Google. You can go to that. You know what I mean? That's not my responsibility to educate you, you know? Yeah. But that's my coming out story. It's kind of... How do you feel like... How do you feel like coming out, like, do you feel like it made your experience as a queer person, like, um, more fulfilling coming out and being out in the open? Or did it more so sort of, like, introvert you back in, like, uh, what is it, like, make you want to dull it a little bit because of, like, anything that was said to you? (sighs) I don't want to say it dulled it, but like, you know, never I would say pansexual. A lot of people, the first thing they pop off with, they pop off with is like, oh, so you love, you like pans? Like literally, like it's like, it's like a joke. It's like the dumbest joke I've ever heard. It's not funny. Like I can't laugh at it. So it's, maybe it was a good joke. I'd be like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's like the most unoriginal play on a word. So I'm just like, yeah, I think it kind of got exhausting to me to, like I said, to have to educate and explain to people what that means. Like, if you're really that curious, you can look it up. You know what I mean? But for me, that's why I'll just shorten and be like, I'm bisexual. Because truly, again, like the nuances of it, I don't care if you don't identify. Like, I don't care about those things. So almost just to, to go into more detail how I don't care about something that's, to me, really small. Like, it, I don't know. Like, I know for some people, it's, it's really, it makes you who you are. Like, literally, it's a lifelong journey for some people becoming who they truly are, you know? But to me, it's like, I don't care, you know? Like, whatever you want to be, I love, you know? But it did kind of make me, just because pansexual is such a nuance. Like, it's such a, it's it's deeper than just bi, you know? And have to explain to that one. Like, have to, exp- and, you know, going into the intersex, like, why? You know, why are there, you know, what do you mean, like, more than just men and women like having to go further into gender and explaining gender and sex it's just like i don't it can be a complicated discussion that again i'm just like if it if it's for a certain person i will explain i will educate them but for a normal person that's insignificant to me and like my journey in my life you know like a passerby i'm just pansexual you know so i think in a way it kind of did dull it because it kind of made me exhausted having to keep re-saying that and then to also even be sometimes like I don't know I don't know if I find pansexual more accept accepted than being bisexual because you, you do get the stigma that you're confused that you don't know what you want or that you like one more than the other you know and so I think it did kind of make me feel like uh, maybe I'll just I don't know you know just say I'm bi because it's easier and people can just accept that and if they 
again want to not like me because I like both and that's your loss you know love it do you feel like um coming out had like improved your queerness just in general like how you feel how you act um with partners with friends like when you go out to places do you feel like that freed you a little just making like having the world know who you are kind of because you know and I feel like that's an ongoing thing too of what I've experienced like where it's like I'm not confused you know it is pansexual I just don't want to go into the full detail of what that is to someone who's not going to really remember it because if you really cared you would just do your own research you know what I mean but I think it I think it did because it it gives me validation of you know what like I'm not confused and I know I'm not confused but you know I've asked myself that too like never been in a relationship with a guy am I straight you know what I mean is this Am I straight now? Like, how do I, you know what I mean? Like, what do I look like to, what if I marry this man? You know what I mean? Like, am I, how do I go on through that? You know, sometimes I kind of ask myself and now it's, cause I've had men in the past be really intimidated by that. You know, the fact that I still identify as bisexual or pansexual while with them, you know? And so like, you know, to, to ease their mind. Cause again, I don't want to argue and I don't care. I'm like, sure, I'm straight. But in reality, I know, you know what I mean? Because again, I'm not going to argue with someone where I have to keep explaining this, which was also a downfall of that relationship because I just like, I can't keep explaining to you me. Be like, you know what? I think I am bi. And, you know, and I think it was y'all's last podcast of like coming out and mm-hmm. wanting to keep it to yourself because of whatever, you know, just like the drama and like, wanting to have to do that to your family if it's not, you know, like a relationship worth doing that for, I guess. But, you know, it's been nice to kind of assist someone else on that and be like, you are validated, whether or not you come out to somebody or not, like, you have that now. And that's something that nobody can take from you. You know what I mean? That's, I think, a beautiful thing. And so I've liked being able to kind of normalize that with other very straight people, you know, or thought they were very straight, you know. So I think just sharing that for sure. Perfect. I do love that. We love a, um, what is it? A humanitarian. Yes. <laughs> the work of the people. I love it. Okay. Yeah. yeah, literally. That's beautiful. I do love that. Um, that it has like, at least free, like made you feel more free. Also made you feel more, um, in tune with yourself because mm-hmm. le- definitely learning things about yourself mm-hmm. is always, yeah. And while being yeah. in the hospital, like working as a CNA and, you know, with trans people, like I would love getting trans people because like I know that I will take care of them and I'm not going to make them feel like, you know, versus like, you know, nurse talk at the nurse's station. You can tell some people are really bothered by stuff and it's like, you shouldn't be their nurse, you know, which at or the same time, yeah, which, you know, but for you to be like, hey, like I'm maybe I'm not the best caretaker for them, like pass the buck on to me because... I want to be there to hear them, you know? And so just knowing that they have a safe person to be with is, you know, really important to me. So to kind of be like that ally in a place where they may not have many allies, it's really a privilege. (laughs) Okay, who's going next? I'll go next. I can go. I'm down to talk. Yeah, Yeah. go ahead. Rock, paper, scissors on this (laughs) hoe. Um, well, yes, um, my coming out story was a bit of a hot mess. I'll be honest. (laughs) It was, it was a bit of a mess. Um, 
I had already known that something was different about me growing up, especially around middle school was when I really knew uh, my feelings for the other girls in the class was not what I was hearing them talk about. Like I'm hearing them talk about boys and, you know, this, that, and the third. And I'm like, eh, they are right. But y'all though, like the girls, y'all not talking about the girls the same way. Like what's up with that? But here I am wanting to have those conversations and I knew it was a little off. But when I got older into high school, <sighs> my mom walked in on me with another girl. And so like by default, I had to come out <laughs> and it was, it got ugly. Like I almost got kicked out of the house. Me and my mom fought. My dad had to keep us like separated because it was getting to a place where it was like almost physical. And it just, it's kind of day and night where we are now, me and my mom's relationship. But how we started was, it was a little dicey. It was a little rough. Um, and now as someone who is 29, I've realized that my identity is someone who is queer. Um, I started out as bisexual cause I just, I wasn't really sure how I felt about men or shall I say like more so cishet men and know where I kind of landed with them. Um, and in high school and after high school and college, I gave it a try. You know, I was attracted to whoever I'm attracted to, which is when I think the bisexual to pansexual pipeline is a real thing because <laughs> I went through that same journey of I think I'm bisexual. And then I realized I'm just attracted to just people I'm attracted to. I don't really have a, you know, specific thing to it. And then now I'm like, you know what, I'm just queer because I've learned over time that my identity is just radical in and of itself. And my love for people is radical in and of itself. And queerness is that whole essence. Uh, so like when people ask me, you know, are you gay? You Are you um, straight? Are you bi? I just, I'm queer and let the chips fall where they may. You know, I let that be that. And my parents, I kind of had to come out more than once with them because I think they were still clinging to the idea that I was going to be with a man and marry a man until my current relationship where they're like, oh no, she's seriously in a relationship with a whole nother woman right now. And I think it's serious and we don't feel like this is just a phase for her. So that's where I'm at now. I've had to kind of reiterate to my dad on several occasions that babe, I'm gay. Like <laughs> You're talking to me about straight stuff and it, that's not me. <laughs> so that's kind of my little coming out spiel. I think for me, it was, I was willing to bring around the men. I wasn't really in serious relationships with anyone else other than men for quite some time. And I only felt comfortable bringing men around because I knew how my parents were with me coming out. They were still really leery about this identity for me. Um, they're still kind of leery about me going on my gender identity journey in and of itself. So they're going through a whole process of things <laughs> right now. But now it's complete 180. They've met my girlfriend. Um, they understand that we live together. They understand that this is a serious relationship for me, the whole nine. Uh, but before now, I definitely would not have brought 
her around just out of, I don't like to bring partners into an environment where they'll be uncomfortable because I want to make sure I center that I don't want to put you in, in a space where you feel like you're going to be attacked or you have to defend who you are. Uh, and I wanted to wait until I knew more so for sure that my parents were not going to show their whole behind. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need y'all acting a plump fool. And they will. And I knew my mama especially would. And I was like, "Mm, I'm going to have to watch this one a little while longer before I start bringing people around, you know? Would you have... So with it going a little escalated whenever you did it got really escalated it sounds like whenever you whenever everything did happen do you did you have a plan to come out to them like in a more um uh less intimate way (laughs) than them walking in on you (laughs) funny enough I didn't even get that far in my plan like I didn't even I didn't even have a chance to even think through like how would I ever, you know, uh-uh. get to that point. You know, I think part of it was my girlfriend at that time. I just our relationship was high school, so most of our time spent was within the walls of the school and like on the bus, being yeah. disgusting, typical teenagers, yeah. you know, uh-huh. usual thing. Yeah, and she lived like up the street from me, so it was easy for her to just come to my house and we'd hang out and things like that. Um, So I never really, I think my naiveness at being 15, 16 years old was just, I never really have to have this conversation with my parents because I'm already keeping it a secret. It's just never going to be this out in public thing to them, you know, and foolish of me (laughs) for being in the same house with these people and having her upstairs and being all freaky deaky like they not in the same house and thinking I would never get caught there was a little bit of just naiveness there (laughs) so but I low-key looking back at it I don't regret it because I don't think I would have ever taken the initiative to have those conversations with them because I already knew how they were and so I think that kind of thrusted my mom into this space of where she had to acknowledge my child is not the person that I envision you know I have to adjust to that so it was kind of a forced thing for all of us okay do you how is your relationship with your parents now it's better it's better we still we moving and grooving with some things (laughs) we're still working on it (laughs) because I grew up in like a traditional black southern baptist family and there's a lot of things that they don't play about and queerness is one of those where they just like, "Uh uh-uh, that's not okay, you know? Um, But my mom lately, she's been on this like little interesting journey where she's unlearning a lot of things that she was taught, you know, that there's been some generational stuff and, you know, she's learning to not be so elitist. She's learning to be less homophobic, transphobic, all of the things. And it's a beautiful thing to see because there was a point where she was just dead set against even bothering to do the thing. And now as a result, our relationship is getting a lot better. Um, We're still not where I could just tell her all of the stuff, but we're working through things. I can definitely say we're working through things and she's respecting my boundaries of this is my business. You got your business. I'm grown. I'm doing my thing. You know what I mean? 
it's a beautiful thing to hear when like a black woman has a good relationship with their parents or parents, especially their mother, because yeah. shit don't be happening like that. Okay. <laughs> I, let, me, let me tell you, I'm the first one to tell you shit do not be happening like that all the time. And no amount of like glue and mending can like fix it. But it always warms my heart, like hearing that things like that can turn around, especially for like black people. That should be like right here in my chest. Right in the feels. Yeah, literally. And I'm like, huh. And then and then it's like, let me make this joke. Like, ooh, I wonder what it feels like to be loved by your parents. (laughs) But (laughs) and then everybody's like, are you okay? And I'm like, uh laugh behind the tears (laughs) (laughs) but you know um now we're gonna segue on over to my this is technically my dad um father's day is coming up dad i did see something in the store i want to get for you and i think it's so funny that when i be like oh my god you should meet my dad and then i show them a picture of a fam they're like (laughs) they're like dad that's so yes but like did you borrow that nope i bought it it's like a it's like a foam finger it's like a foam finger with a number one on it and it says number one dad on it and then i think there was one year i got you like a dad mug that said world greatest dad or something like that just dumb shit love it (laughs) but yes please know tell us your coming out story because yeah well I feel like my coming out story was uneventful in, like, actuality, but, like, internally I was having, like, the most meltdown of meltdowns that could, like, ever happen, ever. So, like, I grew up Mormon, so that, in general, gay is not a thing. That's just how it was. And so, from a young age, I for sure knew I was gay, because... I was always, you know, I had all these girlfriends and, like, no guy friends. Like, none of them. Didn't want to talk to them. Didn't want to anything. My friends would be like, oh, look at all these boys and all these boys. And I'm like, mm, that's nice. Well, y'all want to go swimming or something? Like, you know, something like that would always happen. And I'm like, they're like, oh, you never talk about what boys you want to kiss. And I was like, I'd have to just, like, make up a Backstreet Boys name or, like, something like that. And they'd be like oh, well, that's the ugly one. And so I'd always say AJ, so then they would just never answer me ever again. I would never just have a question. And so, like, just not wanting to, like, accept, like, have these feelings toward girls, but then going to, like, church or whatever and just not getting that kind of, like, acceptance towards that, literally just being told, like, the total opposite. Like, if you have those thoughts, you're going to hell, you know, stuff like that was just, like, Okay, so I would just, like, try to suppress it down, suppress it down, suppress it down. And then it got to, like, you know, like, middle school into high school. And I for sure knew, like, guys are okay. Like, I don't mind them. They're cool. But, like, it has to be, like, a specific one where it's, like, okay, I fucks with that. Besides that, it was just, like, girls, 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 girls. And it was still trying to just, like, suppress that down, suppress that down. It's not real, like... Oh, it's just like, you just really want to be like best friends with them. You just, that's so I just, that's how it was in my head. Um, So like in high school is when I got my like first, like secret girlfriend, like at school. 
even though like my mom and stuff was like still like super Mormon, like wasn't really like it wasn't yet. And I also like I've never really had like the best relationship with my dad, so that was for sure not a place I would go for something that I felt like was personal. Um, so I think that relationship was maybe like three or four months, but like nobody knew about it. Like people at school didn't even know we were dating, like stuff like that. And then eventually I was just like, I don't feel like I should have to hide this anymore. And so like, I think it was like the year after I graduated or something. And it was freaking funny because my mom had like, she was still kind of going to church, but not really. And so we, like, had a conversation, and um, I didn't tell her that I was gay or anything, but I kind of just alluded to it and kind of just was, like, putting, like, a little seed out there and was just kind of like, you know, like, the church says all this stuff about gays and about this and that. I'm like, they also don't like black people at the time, so that was a certain thing. But I was just like how do you feel about that? And she was like, that isn't really, she was kind of just like, that wasn't something that like mattered, I guess. Like that wasn't like something she believed, like, cause it's God should just love everybody kind of a thing. So she was like, that isn't really a problem for me or nothing like that. And so I like slowly in my mind that kind of just like opened it up to being like, okay, so like if I do say something to her, it wouldn't be that bad. And then, um, I think like a a year or so after that, we moved to Arizona and one day we were just like having a conversation because like I kept seeing her with girls all the time and I was just like, hmm, that's funny. That's really weird. Ha 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 ha. Like having a conversation about something and I don't even know how it came up, but we were talking, it ended up being like moved into like sexuality and stuff like that. And um, she said something to the effect of like, I've had plenty of women and men and I prefer women over men. And I was like, yeah, me too. And then she just kind of sat there and looked at me for a second. And we just did like, you know, the Spider-Man where it's just like, essentially we both just looked at each other. Like, are you going to flip? Are you going to flop? Cause I ain't flopping. This is real shit. This is real. And then like, so she just like kept going with the conversation. So I was like, Oh, did I just come out? Like in my head the whole time I was just like, I think she knows I'm gay now. Like, <laughs> I think she knows. <laughs> and so I was just like, oh, shoot. Okay, well, cool. And, like, I don't think she believed me. Because, like, in her mind, I had also just never dated anybody. And so I was just like, hmm, okay. And then, of course, like, first, like, outward relationship I get is with a man. So then she's just like... <laughs> I thought you liked women. And I was like, I do. She's like, but who's this guy? And I was like, oh, that's my boyfriend. And she's like, oh, does he know you like girls? And I was like, yeah, he wants me to get a girlfriend. (laughs) And she just looks at me and was like, you guys are, you guys are like that. And I was like, well, yeah, like I'm bi. And she was like, but that's another girlfriend in with that and blah, 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 blah. So then I had to like explain to her like how, my internal struggles with even just coming out as like being bi like throughout that process I was also learning like I also don't think I'm just meant for like one person you know 
not that I can't be with one person, but just like if I did have more than one person, it would. I don't even know the word, but it would just like. Enhance your. Yeah, just like feel kind of like complete, you know? Like I feel like. Like how it's like, oh, it takes a village to blah, blah, blah. That's kind of how I feel. Like you can't expect somebody to be able to handle every single thing that you, you know, have going on or go through or whatever, whatever. And then you also have to accept everything that they go through. Sometimes you need like even just having a friend on the outside or just having, you know, somebody else that you can also confide in, but not always just like burden the same person with like every single thing you have. And so, like, I just had to kind of explain to her, like, polyamory and, like, how it's not always, like, oh, everybody has to have sex with each other and everybody has to do this with each other. It's, like, it's just, like, your own relationships as if, like, you have a best friend. It doesn't have to be, like, your boyfriend's best friend just because it's your best friend, you know, stuff like that. And once I kind of explained that to her and how I believe in, like, poly, like polyamory, polyamory and just being bi, it um made sense to her and she like understands but she's she's still like weary about being poly and like stuff like that just because it's mom I guess um but she's not really like scared of it or like you know scared I'm gonna do something dumb because she like she trusts me and stuff um and then I think just within probably the last like five years is when I kind of came to terms with like I don't think I'm just bi I think I feel like more pansexual just because um I think like the more I educated myself and like what bisexual bisexuality is and just like finding other forms of like how to identify as I feel like being pan probably like fits me more because I don't see only men and only women I see like anything in between or none at all or you know any sort of thing like that because that's just not really something that not that it doesn't matter but it's it it's not consequential to me viewing you a certain way how I view you is how you treat someone how you act in front or behind of you know public you know things like that how you treat service workers how you know stuff like that is more important to me than how you sexually identify or you know gender identifications or something like that it was just never anything that like really bothered me but then also just like finding yourself attracted to someone and then they tell you oh I identify as blah 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 it would kind of make me see like oh okay so like it just makes you see like everybody is just a person like as just their own entity and you just kind of figuring out each other or learning each other's, you know, ins and outs and just like being comfortable with it and not being scared of it, I guess. And like, now that I'm like 31, not like 12 anymore, I don't have to be scared to like tell people, Oh, like I'm not straight. I'm not straight. They're like, Oh, you're dating a man. It's like, okay, I'll take your girl though. I'll take you too. You can all menage a trois. I know, what's up? up? I got a number. What you trying to do? <laughs> I love it. Okay. And I mean, I I I know like um your your mom is queer also. Um how has that been like being grown and queer and also being around your queer mother? 
because I just remember us living in the same house and your mom is fucking hilarious. And she's really, and she's really gay too. Yeah. That bitch is gay as hell. <laughs> that bitch is so gay. I was like, why? I'm going to go put a shirt on, mother. Yeah. Because... My mom is so gay. She'll be the first one to be like, why is your titties out? Why you ain't got a bra on? I'm like, why are you the only person looking at my titties that hard? You looking at my titties? <laughs> you got your whole ass out in them shorts. Why you? This is so much. Like, damn. I'm like, I know you're jealous. It's okay, but like, back up off me. I'm like, bro, I pay my own bill. She's like, okay, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. And I'm like, I'm like, your girl don't even be policing you. You about to get married and shit. <laughs> Yeah, she's about to get married. How long have they been together? Uh, eight years, I think. Did she have girlfriends growing up with you in the house? I think so, but she always told me no. I'd only say that because children be looking and children be seeing little patterns going on. And I think I just, at the time, just didn't understand. But then looking back, I'm like. You had your hose in this house. (laughs) In this house. And you policing me? That's how it is. Now she's just like, hella gay. Gay is everything. Like, everything is gay. Everything. Everybody's gay. Gay is just everything. And I'm like, I mean, yeah, because literally we live in a queer house. Like, that's everybody's gay. Yeah, queer house. So I freaking love it because then, like, nobody feels uncomfortable with anything or, like, like you, it's easy to know where people's boundaries are because you don't have to feel, like, guarded about feelings or guarded about, you know, anything like that. If something's, like, off or if something is, like, oh, well, this is new, you just kind of, like, say it and everybody just is, like, And you, just, you go on with your business. It doesn't have to be, like, a big, like, scary situation. Which is funny, because literally, like, my whole childhood and, like, early life, that was, like, the scariest thing ever. And now it's just, like, I'd be going out looking hell again and loving it. And I'm, like, I wish I had that confidence mm-hmm. as a child and just had that outlet. Because that would have made life a lot easier. A lot less anxiety driven and just like I feel like honestly all children should just have that open outlet because it's just gives them trauma that they shouldn't have to deal with just for being themselves and if you're a parent you should just kind of just you became a parent because you wanted to watch somebody grow into being their own person and if you're pushing them down or you know telling them no that's not how you really are you're not really watching them grow up as their own person you're like trying to manufacture a person in a box that they don't fit in and that's not fair for anybody yeah it sounds like coming out has definitely been like really positive for the most part for you how does your dad how does your father yeah because i'm okay how does your father (laughs) deal with you being queer i don't think i ever actually like technically came out to my dad I think what ended up happening was 
what my mom told me after the fact, which I think is super funny, but it's like within the last like three years or something, my dad was like, he like called my mom and like was telling her something and was like talking on the phone. And then he said something to the effect of, um, I think our daughter's gay. <laughs> I think lesbian or something like that. <laughs> oh my god. And he said, hey, you know, I think that bitch is gay. Bitch, with any men, no negative house. <laughs> I think she liked the cooch. And my mom was like, yeah, she's pan. She doesn't care who you are. And my dad's I wouldn't say he's closed-minded, but he's very old generation, like, still listening. Yeah, tradition. You're not going to take the time to learn the difference between, like, pansexual and no. sexual. No, so, like, I just told her, I was like, if people ask, like, unless I feel like educating them, which I 100% do not feel like educating anybody when Google's free, just tell them I'm bi. Because that lets them know at least like men and women, and then no, but no matter like who I bring to the house, you should just assume that's you know my person. Like I just I'm like that's just how it should be. You shouldn't have to like every time I have a new person or like have somebody come over to the house, I shouldn't be questioned about it or anything like that. And so like I think my dad just doesn't want to literally have the conversation. I'm also dating a man now, so I think he just kind of like pushed that whole conversation to the back of his head and was like, "No, she's dating a man, so she can't be gay." And so it never came up to me at least. Obviously it came up to my mom, but like it never came up to me. It's never been a conversation. I know eventually one day it might become a conversation, but I think just him and my mom having their two second little like hey I think yeah she is I think that was just like enough for him to be like oh and just kind of take that as his own answer and not want to get any more clarification and that's just how it is which is fine to me because it's not it's no problematic behaviors or anything like that and he I don't get treated differently or anything like that so like I don't I don't see a problem with it. I think it's fine, but I don't think I've ever technically came out to him. But like, I feel like he probably also knew because I dressed very androgynous, I guess, all through middle school and high school. <laughs> and then like, only within like the last maybe 10 years have I ever like put a dress on on purpose. The signs were all there. They just don't be wanting yeah. to be like... I was putting little hints out there and y'all just didn't get it. And I was like, I think that was just my autism being like, oh, they should just totally get because I'm wearing sweatpants that yeah. I'm super gay. And like now, like I just dressed like a lazy ass like teenager. <laughs> That's just it. Like, well, shit. I really love that even though as a, as a born Mormon, I guess. Uh, yeah. I guess you could say born because you were you were still a baby when you, they were still practicing. Oh uh, yeah. So I was. Yeah. But, so as a born Mormon right. and being as. Yeah. See now, be, you being as gay and queer and kinky as you are, you know, I'm like, somebody's rolling over in their grave oh, right now. I don't know who. Some fucking backwards in their grave right now. 
trying to find a new update dictionary and everything. I'm just like, hey. And it's funny. We just moved and um, our backyard like butts up to a Mormon church. Uh, so I think it's funny because like my mom's like, oh, well, we can't be playing this or we can't be doing this out loud during well this church. And I'm the first one to go out there and like light up a smoke or go sit out there and like just what are they supposed to do come over my yard no because that's trespassing they can leave <laughs> i'll fire you up or not wow well before we um sign it off for this lovely little segment do you want to plug um your businesses and things such as that oh yeah so you can find me tiktok or Instagram at Snow's Galactic Goodies, S-N-O-S underscore Galactic underscore Goodies. Um, I'm trying to get more on TikTok and like post more on there just so I can like get to that thousand and like start doing lives because I want to start doing like baking lives and stuff like I used to do on Instagram. Um, But I'm on Instagram like every single day. So message me there. My menus are always posted. Each month I have a deal that's posted. And I have like vegan alternatives, any kind of dietary restrictions. I can usually fit that into also making you a delicious edible treat. Um, I guess just my TikTok because I'm trying to grow it right now. Love so it. people can follow me there at uh, Made for Ho House. It's spelled exactly like it sounds. H-E-A-U-X House. Um, you can find me on there. I'm not as active on Instagram, but same concept. Um, and yeah, my last thing I'll say is make sure y'all tip in your sex worker friends. We are very much in need of money and funds yes. right now. And yeah, I love y'all. Love it. Many hearts. Thanks for joining us. It was good to you. Bye. I don't really have any like business socials so just want to follow me on y2katie i'd love to connect and get to know more gay people and just share our stories and be an ally for you but yeah just reach yes. out new people thank y'all for having me yes thank you for coming much love always i can't wait to hear snow's story can't wait yes, right so, <laughs> um i couldn't hear it because i had bought some goodies from her and so i was like can't wait so Anyways, yes. I know so, yes. but tell her I'll tell her thank you so much for everything you do you're awesome I can't wait to hear your story but bye ladies bye guys bye. okay guys we hope you enjoyed the video and enjoyed our listeners and now our guests yeah. um feel free to follow them all on Instagram they gave out that information and I'll definitely link it in the description of this episode mm-hmm. so you can stay up to date on what they're doing as well um, where can you find us all your pleasures underscore on TikTok YouTube and Instagram yeah um, you can find us there too mm-hmm. follow subscribe babes we will see you next week have a great Wednesday or whenever the fuck you listen to this pod yeah bye bye Hush, hush, baby.